You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is the way. This is the way. Grab a seat. You're at the diner with the GGR Pirate Radio crew. I mean, like, what, you know, Mike, what you're talking about is essentially boiling down how I would pitch people when I was selling comics. And we were like, you know, oh, I've never read Green Lantern or Superman or Flash or whatever. Um, and I'm like, There's just so much. And I'd say, don't try to swim the ocean. Just jump in the water. Yeah. You're yes. going to like, you'll be fine. There, like, there's so many things that will cater to you learning as much as you want to know, but don't feel like you need to, to, to read the very first issue of the very first appearance of The Flash in order to, to have context for what's going on right now. No. You don't. It's been going on a long goddamn time. You'll be fine. Like if anything, if somebody comes in who doesn't know these things... Be excited for that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you haven't been warped by anything? Okay. Well, what got you excited? You know, what What was it that even brought you in? Did you have a favorite character? Was it the movies? Was it a TV show? Was it just pure, you know, curiosity? What is it? Like, doesn't matter what it is. Like, we'll get you on something and something that we think you'll like. Like, there's no shame in it. There's no nothing. Like, if anything, it's a whole new opportunity to share this love, this passion. Yeah, I, I 100%. I don't understand the perspective of looking down on people who are new to something. Like, isn't like for me the, the, the most, I almost get more enjoyment from talking about and sharing the thing I like than just from the thing I like. (laughs) Yes. Like being able to share shit is like, like one of the best, it's like a hallmark of being a fucking geek is the ability to say, hey, I really love this thing, and I want you to be able to to, to share that with me as much as I enjoy it. Yeah, and whether you've been like you also, the new... sorry, go ahead. As I said, not to mention you also it also you also get like a, a second experience of it because you get some enjoyment in watching them experience that thing you love for the first time. Like I, I I rewatched I rewatched uh, like the entire Arrowverse with a friend of mine last year. Uh, who was watching everything for the first time and like i got excitement watching them get excited at the stuff that i was excited about yeah. when i was watching it for the first time and it made the, the experience all the more better it was the same thing with us and um star wars when you were watching new hope and empire strikes back and return of the jedi for the first time and like you're like messaging me as it's happening you're like oh fuck, that's his dad i'm like yeah isn't that badass like dude you didn't know that's fucking awesome holy shit that's that's phenomenal that's incredible at this point in time like that wasn't spoiled for you oh that's so great i also forget a lot (laughs) i I remember watching um the princess bride with a friend of uh, me me and katie watching that with a friend of ours and him going like like 10 minutes in the movie going there's so many jokes that make more sense now there's so many references I'm getting. <laughs> like, yeah, man, this fucking cultural touchstone. Like, this is this is a big damn deal. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I just I don't fucking get that shit. It doesn't make sense to me that you know you would 
I remember getting in this fucking, it wasn't even an argument. It was just like me sadly being like, dude, we won. Like, I don't, you're, you're, you're fighting a, like you're, you're this, the, the Japanese soldier on the Island that's fighting the war <laughs> 30 years after it ended, you know, like, oh, you know, we, we're, we're done. It's over. Uh, uh, there's a, I, and at the time this was, this was still relatively new. I was like, there's a guardians of the galaxy movie. We won. <laughs> like, what are you, what? like, it doesn't matter if you've gone through boot camp, if you've gone through yeah. you know, being bullied as a nerd growing up and all that, like you can't sit there and use that as like resentment towards other people. Like, you know, like, that's, that's such an interesting thing that you bring up though, too, because that happens a lot. Like I, I literally like prior people that I've podcasted with will talk about it and they're like, oh, well, I still hold a grudge or like those people were shitty to me. And it's like, grow up. You're like in your 40s now. Like, let it go. It's cool. Like, it actually feels really good to like, you know, just talk about things and not hold resentment. It's 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 an awesome feeling like that blows me away that, that people are hung up on that. You get to decide. Whether or not you want to just have the joy of the thing you love, or if you want to dilute that with your hatred of people who haven't thought about you for a decade. Like, that's that's your call. <laughs> to put it. That is 100% up to you. And if if you aren't ready to stop stop doing that, that's cool. <laughs> You're now, the center of your suffering. Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, other people... Common denominator. Like, yeah, other people are responsible for the, for their own actions. Like, there's no getting around that. It's it's the Raylan Givens quote. It's the, yep. if, you, if you wake up in the morning and you run into an asshole, you run into an asshole. But if you run into assholes all day... You're the asshole. <laughs> most likely, you're the asshole. <laughs> it's just, you know, like... I don't know. And, and I... I, I I also think I don't want to say that like people aren't getting made fun of for nerd shit um, and haven't been like, like I, I'm not trying to diminish that, but at the same time, pop culture wise, that is, I think it's, that, that is significantly overblown in terms of like the degree to which, you know, guys in letterman jackets were shoving people in the fucking lockers and shit in the last 20 years. Um, so, you know, if, yeah, if, if you want to keep drinking poison and think it's going to kill somebody else, you can do it. I don't know why you'd want to. Um, and I, I, I get, it's one of those things I get it, but I don't get it. Like, I understand why someone would hold that resentment, but you know, you have this opportunity to just stop. Um, or it's like, they think like they're, you're, you're in their safe place. Like, it's weird. And even as like a retailer, especially being female, like I've had people legit straight to my face, like, so do you like actually read comics? And then like oh. sit there and like question me and rate me and all these things. And it's like, bitch, I've been into this since I was five. Leave me alone. <laughs> a, friend of God. My, a friend of mine at Victory Comics, uh, who knows far more about Star Wars than the guy that was on staff. Uh, somebody asked, like, they came in. She was working. Um, didn't notice the guy, but you know he, he gets a greeting from 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 the guy behind the counter. And dude asks a Star Wars question, and Gareth, the guy behind the counter, goes, "Hey, Caitlin, 
blah, blah, blah thing. Um, and the guy carried on a conversation with Caitlin via Gareth. Oh, my God. The whole time. It doesn't surprise me, though. Like, the the, really the, the lack of self-awareness. Like, just even beyond, like, nerdy gatekeeping shit, just being a human being. Like, how can you just have the balls to be that rude to somebody that you've I mean, that's just Neil had. Adams shit right there. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking Neil Adams. Neil Adams, who... <laughs> When he, when he was invited to come and speak at the Art Institute of Washington, <laughs> said, and I quote, I'll come, but I won't speak about art. I will, however, speak about science. Oh, really, Dr. Adams? What do you have to say about the fucking expanding Earth, you goddamn psycho? Uh, so Dude, I used to have a subscriber from the old shop and he had a son and his son had drawn a picture of Batman and he was going to everybody at Baltimore Comic Con to have all these artists sign his version of Batman. It was a sweet, awesome thing. Fantastic. Gets to Neil Adams and Neil Adams' handler is like, yeah, it's $5. And he's like, <laughs> Neil Adams didn't draw this. Like, it's my son's. Like, he just wants the signature, like, as a keepsake. And Neil Adams was there staring at them, would not speak, and the handler's like, yes, and it's $5. Yes, I hear you. $5, please. Okay, no, we're good. Yeah, nobody's flipping this fucking draw like kid's drawing on eBay, dude. Like, <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could remember the guy's name. He He's from this area, like the Fredericksburg area, and he worked on Archer, and he worked on a few other... Um, cartoons and comics and things like that. And he mm. was at a convention here, and it was at a library it was a free event and this guy first off shows up late secondly like look i'm not disparaging any big guys because i'm a big guy i get it right but like when you're going to show up to an event it, at least have the common decency to wear pants that fit because the, the zipper wasn't functional on these pants and it was <laughs> wide open and like so that's that's the first thing, right? And then he proceeds to go off on this rant about how art schools will charge you all this money and they'll charge you all this stuff to teach you this. And they're all ripoffs and they're all scam artists. And they're all scam artists. And then I draw and I'm like, you fucking dumbass. Like, I'm just watching this guy as he shits on everything and everybody that he possibly can. But then out of the other side of his mouth, oh, but I have an art school. I'll teach you how to draw for this much money. I'm like, you're such what a an dick. asshole. Like, how is anybody going to take you seriously? Like, not only that, like, why? Because you've drawn some things that look cool? Like, that's not enough anymore, man. Like, people don't want to be associated with dickheads. Like, aren't you seeing it? It happens all the time. Like, it, it just, it, it blows my mind. Like, it is just it, insane to think. So yeah, Rambo. That's that's who it was. The the name you sent me in the chat. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I really want to say his name out loud. Um, let's just not. Let's let's be the bigger people. Let's just let's just let it let it die. Because you like pun intended. <laughs> well played, MC. I didn't even mean to do it. I didn't even mean to. I swear to God. Yeah, like I, I, you know, he's a guy I know. Like, I'm not saying like, you know, you need to apologize for what you said. Um, but he and I have had a couple of little conversations where I'm like, we do not agree on things. 
your perspective on things is very different from mine. Um, and it, it does take some balls to 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 besmirch uh, uh, art schools while at the same time pitching your own art school. Um, I don't know, but you know mine's different. Like, you know okay, what sucks? Dude. Podcasts. Podcasts are the fucking worst. But listen to ours. <laughs> Be Podcast. sure to subscribe to GGR on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Oh. Oh, all right, guys, let's do this. Let's go. We'll go ahead and wrap up. What I want to do though is just some some quick hitters here. Give me give me some other things that you're you're nostalgic about that, like either vice versa. Like we we were joking about it because we watched um, in the GGR group last night. We watched um, Super Troopers, and man, that movie did not age well. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, like that, what? like specific jokes or. Just the overall broy attitude of the guys, where it's just like, let's all drink and let's make these jokes, and like it was just, it, it was like a Kevin Smith movie. Like those don't age well either. <laughs> and I'll give you the choice: you can either give me something that you absolutely loved when you were growing up, um, and now you're just like, oh, this is rough, or something that you were, <laughs> or something that's like had some staying power. I mean, I just outed myself, like Super Troopers. I loved that movie so much. I remember being like 19, maybe the first time I saw it. I was in the army, so it was like, hey, a bunch of guys doing a sort of quasi-military thing, and they're all drinking and they're all making a bunch of funny jokes. Hey, that's me every single day, you know, like. So it, it kind of fit at that time, but like now, you know, as a real adult and not just, you know, a child given a semi-automatic weapon, um, <laughs> it's a little bit different. And that and Kevin Smith stuff, man, Kevin Smith stuff did not age well. And I fucking loved Kevin Smith. I thought he was the coolest thing ever. I thought he was like the god of all geeks and nerds. But like the more and more I hear him speak now and I see the stuff that he's done, it's just he... He's got his thing, his wheelhouse. And if it's outside of his wheelhouse, don't expect him to be any good at it. And don't expect him to have, like, any sort of nuance about anything that he's done. And it's just, it's a little disappointing that he didn't grow as I grew. But, you know, it is it is what it is. And I'm not going to fault the dude. But, like, if he's at a con, I'm not going out of my way to go see him. Like, I'd rather I'd rather do my own thing. I'd rather try to create what we're doing here than to be like, oh, I have to go see Kevin Smith. No, nah, I'm good. I don't. I don't need to see Kevin Smith. I think you know, with that kind of stuff, particularly those two examples, they're they're very good time capsules for then. Like they they are one hundred percent products of that specific time. Oh, for sure. Um, much more. I think. I think a little more Kevin Smith than than the Broken Lizard stuff. Um, and there's you know there's it's definitely a bummer that you know he didn't really kind of mature in the same ways that we did. Um, and I, and I don't mean that as pejorative as it sounds. Um, but at the same time, you know, the guy, the guy had like wild success with, you know, sort of his first, first movie became like, you know, uh, a film school one oh one template for, for, you know, what independent film can be. Um, and, he was never a guy who um, who was necessarily looking to work super hard or or, um, or do anything um, really spectacular. Uh, and and that I'm realizing that sounds way more insulting than I mean it. What I what I mean is <laughs> he's Kevin Smith is a great example of someone who you know. I, and I, I'm I, 
I'm going to backpedal on something I said. It's not that he didn't work hard. He absolutely worked hard. It's that I don't think that hard work is necessarily a one-to-one for highest quality. And I, and I think Smith will be the first one to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you know, that, like, just quick jump in on, on this one. I, I don't think it was it was ever a matter of, like, oh, he's not working hard. I think it was, like, he saw his career as a destination, not as a journey. It was like, once I get here, I'm good. And that's pretty much what he's done. Like, think yeah, about, think like, so. think about, how, like, his most recent movies. Like, what, the fucking Tusk movie, and then the one with his daughter. Uh, what was it? Uh, Yoga Hosers? Yoga Hosers, yeah. I like, didn't even see either of those, and I'd didn't, seen all the rest of them. You did not miss anything. <laughs> wow. He just, he, he he's done this so many times that he's on autopilot, and he's not trying to stretch himself. And the last time that he did, was it, was it called Red State? Was that the Red one that State, I'm thinking? Yeah, about? I fucking love Red, Red State. State. Red State was a good goddamn movie, and it was really outside of his wheelhouse. And like it, it, I was really impressed. And after that, it's just been like, I remember when um, Cop Out got just fucking trashed Ooh, by yeah. by reviewers and and viewers. Like nobody nobody really liked the movie, and he just went off on everybody and told them how they were all assholes and how they don't know what they're talking about. And it's like, bro, this no, don't don't do this, Kevin. Come on. You're better than this, and he just he just didn't give a shit, and it was the wrong kind of rant, and it just I, like it soured a lot of people to him. To that specifically, I think that that is knowing what I know about what happened on the set of that movie, um, and like the relationship, the the experience he had, and the relationship he he thought he was going to have with one of the stars. Um, he, you know, he 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 meets one of his heroes and this hero is a fucking asshole and is incredibly difficult to work with and doesn't respect him as an artist or as a filmmaker. Um, and he's like, well, Hey, at least I tried really hard on this movie and it comes out and everybody's like, this is garbage. And he's like, <laughs> fuck all of you. <laughs> I, I can't fault him for that. <laughs> um, no, but no, I, I think you, I think you made a good point with regard to it being, you know, his, his career being like a destination, and not a journey. I think, you know, he's, he does. I think when he makes a movie, it's either because it's going to be something fun for him to do or because he has something to say. Um, he's past the point where he needs to be doing anything for money. Um, and so he, he, uh, he gets to kind of live this, this, this fun slacker life. Um, and you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't want to, um, and you know there are pros and cons to that uh, uh, from for, as a fan, um, but yeah, I I don't think that his stuff is timeless. Uh, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like if you want to know what working retail in the '90s was like, watch Clerks. Yeah, you know that is is um, that is a very specific time capsule of a movie. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I remember I, I, I watched, I tried to watch Super Troopers by myself uh, in the last like 10 years. I was like, I need more people who have seen this movie around me because this is not nearly as much fun <laughs> running lines by myself. Yeah, that's, that was the other thing that I realized too in watching that movie, like as the scenes are coming up and quoting them and I'm like looking around and I'm like, oh, I'm watching this on my laptop by myself. Yep. <laughs> and I think that that's, that's a big part of it is, is, yeah. If y'all were all watching it together, 
you know, with, uh, uh, you know, being able to talk to each other, like aloud, um, the experience changes. Like the, the Broken Lizard guys do a TV show uh, called Tacoma FD. And me and Katie love it. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a similar kind of humor. Uh, it's very punny, uh, and kind of bro Um, but coming from like, coming from them, like a little bit older. Um, so they're not quite making the same kind, like the, the context of some of the jokes has, has changed. Um, yeah. anyway, I'll have to check I have it out. I'm looking it up right now. So. Derailed <laughs> that completely. Hey, that's okay. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's all good, my friend. Um, well, MC, is there another one that like you're real nostalgic about that either like has really like stuck around for a while or has just been like, man, this is fucking over. Like, <laughs> I know I've been thinking. I, I can't really think of much of anything. I mean, no, no worries then. I mean, because we know we know how much you truly love Sonic. Um, <laughs> let's go to Camille. Camille, what about you? Is there is there another franchise that you're like really into that you like either thought one, hey, maybe this is not going to take off. Two, I'm really surprised it's still sticking around. Or three, man, that went down in flames. Uh, it's kind of a weird one because it does hold up in the... Well, it doesn't because all the rights issues. So, I mean, X-Men was my jam. That's what got me started on everything. And the movies, they're trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. The only thing that Fair assessment, was yeah. anything was Logan. That was the only thing that kind of got it right. Uh, but other than that, all of it to me has been trash and you fucked up Dark Phoenix Saga twice when the animated series got it right the first time. Like, <laughs> I can't. Thank like, you. Like, that yeah. show holds up so goddamn well. And that was always my issue, especially coming out of the first movie where I was screaming out four letters and just, like, crying. I was so upset. So, like, I told you, like, Leia was my second role model. Rogue was my first so you can only imagine when they mixed her with Jubilee for the movie. But, yeah, like, and now I'm just hoping because, you know, this is also cause in the comic side of things for things to hurt immensely. Because even though um, Marvel has retained, you know, before all the, the new rights changes, they had retained the merchandising rights, but they were just like, fuck you, we're not going to do that. In fact, the whole reason they killed Quicksilver in Age of Ultron was because they were telling Fox, fuck you. <laughs> so... Yeah. But but yeah, so I mean, same reason they killed a uh, Cyclops in uh, X in X Men Three, oh, um, James Marsden, because they were like Off they were like oh screen. Ugh. How much more can we dump on Cyclops? Like, come on, I can't. I'm I'm on board with Cyclops. Like, I want to just real quick on 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 that. Like, you mentioned that the best Dark Phoenix was the animated series, and I'm a hundred percent with you. But here's what pissed me off about this. Okay, that. The movies made this mistake where they were like, oh, we can just go right into the Dark Phoenix thing. It's no big deal. <laughs> it took them 30 episodes, 30 episodes of the animated series before you even touched on the Dark Phoenix shit, before you even got into the Phoenix saga. 30 episodes. They were into season three before you actually even got into this. But, like, you can just throw it out in the second movie because Famke Jansen's hot and why the hell not? Let's just throw out this Phoenix saga thing. Like... And then they did it again with the new cast. They were like, hey, we've got one movie with Apocalypse. Let's do a second one. Well, let's turn her into the Phoenix now. It's and, just like, and no. And this is going to fuck up so many things for now Marvel having the rights. Because are we even going to see a lot of the team members that we want to see? Because they've already fucked up the stories that hardcore. I don't know. Hopefully, like, when, when Thanos did his snap, it just, like, reset the universe. And, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, well, Marvel isn't even going to touch those characters for a couple years just because of how those movies uh, happen. Like, because of the stink of Dark Phoenix, like, there's, like, any chance of them popping up in uh, Phase 4 or even, like, the beginning or middle of Phase 5 is, like, very low. I haven't even I think- seen Dark Phoenix, and that's and that sucks because I love the X-Men. And, like, I just I have no desire to see it. After I mean, I saw Apocalypse. I liked Apocalypse. It was okay. But, like, I just have no desire to see it because everybody I know who I trust has been like, fuck that movie. Like, Let me really yep. show you the immense impact of this. So I have a Bowen um, Dark Phoenix statue, which is gorgeous. You know, John Byrne, all of it, just absolutely beautiful. That, what, back in maybe four or five years ago was worth about $400. I can't even think about selling that right now because it's only selling between 70 and 200. Ooh. That's a joke for a Ooh. Bowen statue. And I can tell you the direct impact is the goddamn movies. It's It's been an interesting thing to, to you know, to have been in, in shops as long as we have to see, like, can you remember when like a movie would come out and then people would be like, oh, man, is that like changing the comic sales? And the answer would be universally, no, no. not at all. And mm-hmm. now, you know, movie comes out and, and you'll you'll get more interest. You'll get people like I had a kid come up to me. Um, not, well, not, not this year, but the last free comic book day we actually had uh, and say as if reading from a script. Hi, I really like the MCU, but I've never read any comic books before. Where should I start? And I was like, yes. fucking what? <laughs> right. uh, yeah, okay. Let's, surprise, buddy. It, we got, oh, yeah, no shit. Uh, I was like, first of all, there are very few straight adaptations, so let's establish that. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, there was a time when, the, I mean, well, it, it's funny, you know, Mike, you were talking about, well, actually, no, I mean, uh, uh, MC, you were talking about the fact that there were no tie, like game tie-ins or, or like real merch tie-ins for the Sonic movie. Um, that is not new. Uh, uh, when Iron Man dropped, the first Iron Man movie came out, um, Iron Man Extremis, the comic that it arguably is mostly based on, was out of print for six months. Um, they're good at that. They're really good when, at that. Do you remember when Guardians of the Galaxy, the trailer hit? Oh, yeah. Oh, People yeah. lost their shit and they didn't have one thing in goddamn print. No. Why would they? Why would one hand know what the other hand is doing? Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 fucking nuts. The 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 lack of organization, like you guys are in this business to make money, right? Like you're not trying. <laughs> this isn't like a charity for nerds. Like you're you're actually trying to turn a profit. You know, you could have all these things tie together. You know, cross marketing appeal. Um, but yeah. It, now Marvel's doing it with everything. And you're talking just... about a comp- You're talking about a company that sold their their brand piecemeal, like to the point where. <laughs> As far as Marvel characters in costumes at theme parks, they're allowed in one theme park in Florida, but not the other. But then when you go to California, it's completely different rules because they thought they could make more money if they split it all up. Literally, you have to go to Universal if you want to see Spider-Man, if you want to see the X-Men. You can see see Doctor Strange in in Disney World. You can see um, the Guardians of the Galaxy in Disney World. Um, I think Miles Morales. You can, no, no, because that's the Spider-Man no, thing. So Spider-Man, yeah. whole another, yeah, all the spider stuff is with Sony. That's a whole yep. other goddamn kettle of fish and there. It, and they're holding on to that because they they heard yeah. Disney's nonsense of wanting half. 
<laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, like I honestly can't blame Sony on that one. Yeah, I no, not in the slightest. Um, <sighs> yeah, particularly as as Disney has been really feeling themselves the last couple of years um, in terms of uh, what they what they can get away with and what they can't. Like the first real um, point where I I, I saw I, I kind of took notice of that was the Last Jedi and specifically um, the way they were handling the contracts with theaters, where it was well you need to play it on this size screen for this many weeks you need to commit to these showings and we're taking a bigger piece of the box office like to the point where a bunch of theaters were just like we're not going to run it it's not worth it it's too much of a pain in the ass for us to run a new star Wars movie. Um, yeah, we're, 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 no, thank you. We will not take access to this mint. You've provided us instead. You're, you've made it so much more difficult and so much more of a hassle. We're just going to turn you away. Fuck that. Um, wow. yeah, yeah. It was wild. Shit was crazy. So anyway, yeah. No, you're good. This is this is how we roll. And honestly, like we're getting close to Thanksgiving, so we might as well just do a longer episode, anyways. But at any rate, as far as like other, as far as like other things that you're nostalgic about, um, you know, something that I loved when I was a kid, but I, I fell out of love with it, and that's He-Man. Like He-Man Masters of the Universe. Like when I was a little kid, man, that shit was dope. I had all the toys. I had the fucking plastic sword, and like I just I could give a shit about it now, and. It's the same thing with Transformers. I fucking loved Transformers when I was a kid. Hey. And it's it's not that I dislike it. I, it's not that I dislike Transformers. I just remember I hated the Michael Bay movies. I, oh, I, that I shit on all of it? I didn't, yeah, I didn't get into any of them. I did not enjoy any of them. I hated how overly complex their transforming was. Like, there was, like... It, it, before Optimus Prime was like the body of the truck, and then like the back end of the truck where like, where the wheels were, that became his legs, and then his arms popped out, and his head flipped up. It was fucking cool. But like the new one had like eighty billion parts, and like it like it, it sounds stupid, but like they they made it too complex. And like I remember, my kid got for Christmas one year, he got an Optimus Prime action figure. And transforming it was not like flip the legs down, pop them out, pop out his arms, flip up his head. It was like you have to flip this thing down in order for it to do this. And then this thing has to be converted into this. And then you have to take a metallurgy class because you're going to have to solder these two pieces together in order for him to have a blaster attached to his arm. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. How is a, how is a five-year-old supposed to do this shit? And it was just like – that was emblematic of the problem with the Transformers movies in my in my book. And like – it's a shame, too, because from what Rambo was telling me, the comic books have taken a completely different turn and done some really progressive shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Fuck yeah. The, 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 the biggest group of current Transformers fans are young queer women. Interesting. It's fucking, yeah, it's fucking That's wild. Amazing. Um, and I don't know, you know, I, I know, I mean, you very clearly said, you're like, fuck the Bay movies. Bumblebee. Did you watch Bumblebee? No, and I you heard that should fucking good. watch Bumblebee. It is fantastic. Where can it I is find this on a streaming so service? So good. Um, that's an excellent right question. Now. I know it was on okay. Hulu for a while. Um, but it's it's worth your five bucks. Um, it's an it's it's an eighties horse girl movie. Only the horse is a robot from space. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't take credit for that. That's somebody else. Somebody else. Uh, uh, 
uh, nailed that exact description. So instead of like, my friend Flicka, it's my friend Bumblebee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Imagine uh, uh, fucking Black Beauty is fighting other horses uh, uh, to protect their horse planet um, on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Amazon and Hulu. I I go to Amazon and I search it and it just auto plays it like it's ready to go. It's like you're fucking watching this movie. I hope you're ready. What is your what's your cutoff in terms of like violence or anything for Jax? <sighs> um, I mean, like, what's I've, the most violent scene. I've let him watch Star Wars, and honestly, like he's surprisingly watching The Simpsons through the eyes of a parent is vastly different than watching it as. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's so much shit in the, in the Simpsons that I didn't realize. There's so many sex jokes in The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's why one, I was allowed to watch it till 16. <laughs> at one point, Krusty the Clown walks into so a movie many of theater. Those are going right over his head. At one point, like, Krusty the Clown walks into a movie theater and Chief Wiggum's there and he goes, ah, nothing like a good porno. And I was like, fuck. And Jax is like, what's a porno? And I was like, uh. <laughs> Is Jax five? No. He's, he's 12 now. He's 12, he's 12 now. Okay. He's, he's right around that time. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Some, uh, oh, no. No pun intended. Hard conversations with your son. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh god damn <laughs> um, but no so I, I, I asked because if if he can watch Star Wars you should absolutely watch Bumblebee with him yeah um, if for no so so first of all it's directed by the guy who did uh, Kubo and the Two Strings which if you haven't seen that every one of you should watch that movie um, you know movies that make me cry literally every time Kubo and the Two Strings <laughs> Um, it's beautifully animated stop motion movie that, uh, Leica did. Um, I think Travis Knight is the guy's name. Um, and this is the first, Bumblebee's the first live action movie he did. Um, and I think there's about five minutes total worth of footage in the movie that takes place on Cybertron. And it looks amazing. Absolutely incredible. Like uh, it, it's, it's the movie that every, every Transformers nerd wanted. Okay. Um, I'm in. I'll watch but it. Yeah, okay. funny. It's really sweet. The action's great. Um, you can actually see all of the functional like pieces and, and character designs of the robots and know who everybody is. Um, yeah, highly recommended. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. I'm trying to think of anything else that like kind of died for me. Um, just to keep the conversation running here until we I don't know if I, I've I've had anything drop off, but something that like for me was super formative in a way that I didn't really consider until years later um, uh, was Metroid. I, I played a little bit of the first one on the, on the original NES and like, it was okay. But like, I, I remember renting the, the, the second one for the super Nintendo and enjoying the shit out of that game. And if for anybody who hasn't played uh, 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 OG super Metroid, that game is not forgiving in terms of like, oh, well, no. hope you want to spend a lot of time searching shit um, <laughs> and backtracking because you will feel like you were actually stuck on an alien planet and you don't know what to do. Um, one of one of my very recent uh, uh, pandemic victories was on the Switch, playing through and finally beating Super Metroid. Um, thank you, Internet, for solving all manner of problems I had. <laughs> but has anyone figured out how to beat Battletoads yet? Um, oh fuck that game! Wow. <laughs> oh my god! 
Yeah. Okay, we'll game to hell. It's... Oh, you want to talk about like nostalgia, but like bitter nostalgia. <laughs> yes. Oh man, and like yes. you also found out that like a, an original Nintendo controller cannot be killed with conventional weapons. Like, <laughs> but, but, but boy, did I try. It's because... like a solid state hard drive. Like it was all one piece. Oh my god. It's just, it was basically like, um, it, it was like Theoden in Lord of the Rings when he's possessed by Saruman. <laughs> and it's like, you're trying to break it, and it's like, you have no power here. Like, it's, yeah, it was bad. Oh, but uh, uh, what I meant about formative with Metroid, um, you know, it, it was it was thrown in as just like a sort of like, oh, wouldn't that be a cool surprise? You know, you beat the first Metroid game, and you get the reveal that Samus is a woman. Lady. And that's a big fucking deal. Um, and so, and for me, like I, I had this character growing up where I was like, yeah, women can do anything men can do and sometimes better. Um, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a big to do that Samus wasn't a guy. It was just like, yeah, she's a badass fucking bounty hunter. She's like chosen badass by the Chozo, which is fucking cool. Um, yeah, that's that's the deal. And there was a there was a Nintendo Power comic uh, uh, where they they flesh out uh, some of the other characters, and there was another bounty hunter that was a guy, and he was good, but she was clearly much better. <laughs> um, and yeah, she was constantly showing him up and just just embarrassing his goofy ass. Have we ever uh, gotten any Sonic the Hedgehogs um, slash Metroid? Like Samus shipping because they both have the ability to turn to a ball. Like I feel like that would be like a common bond between the two of them, and like, eh? Well, I so I, real I fast, mean, you're a bounty hunter. Well, like, just saying, with I mean, like Samus can turn to the morph ball and just sit there. Can can Sonic actually like turn into a ball, or is it just like he spins so much it seems like he's turned into a ball? Yeah, he he is. It's basically he's spinning his body so quickly that he appears like a ball. Hey, that makes sense. Yeah, like your 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 pathetic human eyes can't actually detect what's really going on. So you 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 make yeah. sense of it the way that you can, which is he's turned into a, he's turned into a sphere. Yeah. Uh, the Prickly little blue guys moving so fast. Yeah, my bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sidebar. That's a... One of my favorite things in in Metroid Prime is the diaries of the scientists for the space pirates, where they're trying to develop uh, Samus's armor. They're trying to like remake it, and they can't. They're, like they're like, we got pretty close, but it's always when we get to the morph ball stages, and they, there's these descriptions of space pirate bodies like crushing into jelly when they would initially go into the morph ball or they would, they'd go into it and be fine, but then they'd come back on the out and they'd explode. <laughs> like they could never figure out the technology and it was just them falling apart all the time. It was awesome. MC, what were you going to say? Uh, Oh, it was something about, uh, not shipping Sonic with humans. Oh, <laughs> we, probably we important. Live, live through the very unique Sonic anime movie of the '90s. Live through the awfulness of Sonic 06. And as intriguing as as a Sonic Samus thing might be, no. Fair enough. I didn't even think of it like that. I was <laughs> not even thinking about you know the whole. Cross pollination, for lack of a better term. <laughs> like, 
don't need that, do we? Um, let's do this. We'll go ahead and, and, and wrap up here. Um, Camille, we, I wanted to ask you way more questions. I wanted to learn more about you because like every time we're on Yuli's show, it's very structured and Yuli's like, well, this is what we're going to talk about this uh, episode. And, <laughs> um, and I love him. I love the guy to death, but like he's, he's very, very structured in the way we do things. And if you don't yes. follow along, he will chastise you on the air. Like, <laughs> but I think I've kind of like fallen into that weird kind of rhythm because I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> oh no, I, I have too. And that's, that's actually how I met Rambo too, is we were on an episode a fantastic forum together and then like afterwards uh we talked about who should be the green lantern in the movie and um that's how we became that's how I met both of you yeah mm-hmm. yeah mc mc was actually mc was a um hey we're looking for people to be a podcaster and he was like yeah i'll be a podcaster and i interviewed him on the phone and like we started talking nerd shit and i was like oh this guy's great like if i ever <laughs> if i ever bring ggr back i'm gonna steal him for ggr like that was like my secret plan all the way back then like <laughs> fools they never saw it coming um yeah so like i think what we'll do if if you're available again camille we'd love to have you on another episode I'd love to come on another episode. Now that I've had, again, there's that like weird light in the tunnel from this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could actually like do things outside of just living my entire work life. <laughs> just sleeping in the back on a cot. Yeah, yeah. I think we've that's all been there before. Um, well, because like that. one of the things that we wanted to do is we love doing on the diner is we love talking about food and stuff like that. And we didn't ask you any diner questions at all. Like we love True. Getting, we love getting into music as well. So. Folks, you'll get to hear from Camille Richardson again because she has been gracious enough to say yes to a uh, a second follow-up uh, evening at the diner as we talk nerd shit. Guys, Nostalgia November is always fun because we get to kind of look back on the things that we love. One of the things that I wanted to do before we go ahead and end this episode is I wanted to... It's going to be difficult next week for a lot of people. And I know it's going to be hard. Because Thanksgiving, while it doesn't mean much to me, um, to the point where I often travel on Thanksgiving because it's just it's just another day for me. I know it's not the same for everybody else. And I just want to, for all of us at GGR, and I think everybody would kind of echo this sentiment, share that we are here to try to make this a little bit better. So... We have so many podcasts on GGR Pirate Radio, uh, MCU show, as I mentioned before, The Overflow, uh, Mike on the Mic. There's uh, my side project that I did for a while about music called Stop Me If You Heard This. We're going to have the Christmas Carol play available the day before Thanksgiving. So you guys can listen to that. If you need the distraction to forget that you don't get to see your loved ones, that's fine. But also remember, I'm going to share this because not everybody saw it. Zoom, the video conferencing platform is going to be free for anybody to use. Normally there's a 40 minute time limit and that's all you get for free, right? They've waived that for all of Thanksgiving day, hmm. all day, Thursday, all day, Thanksgiving day. You can have as many zoom conversations as you want. They can be as long as you want. You can talk to your family on zoom. So take advantage of these things, but like try not to get too caught up in this because the only way we're going to get out of this is if we can actually social distance and we can actually quarantine ourselves and we can actually wear masks and wash our hands and do the things that we're supposed to because it's not just about saving our own lives it's not just about saving the people in our houses lives it's other people too you could carry it to somebody who is immunocompromised and not even know that you ever had it and then that person could be 
very, very ill or, or die. And that's, I, I don't think anybody wants that. And I think that if we can all just make the sacrifice concerted this time, because last time it was like, oh, well, I'm tired and I want to go to brunch. Fuck brunch, man. Come on. Like, we can all do this together. And we can get through this. We can have a, a shitty Thanksgiving. And I think one shitty Thanksgiving and a, a pretty distanced Christmas would be worth it if this thing is done in 2021. So um, that's 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 my piece that I wanted to say. Um, we thank you. We really do. Like, it, it's amazing that the message that we have here resonates. And it's it's just awesome. It, it, we keep finding more people that want to be involved with our 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 little community that we have here and it just continues to grow and that's fantastic and honestly it's 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 for a while it was me doing the the hard heavy labor for most of this but i have james rambo i have mc brooks to thank for making this easy the the, the weight does not feel as unbearable as it used to we have a, a great group of people on our uh, ggr facebook group page uh, we have benjamin shapiro we have uh jess we have ali we have so many people who were contributing. Hazel is now going to be doing a fucking book club. Like, yeah. GGR is going to have a book club. How dope yeah, is that? Yeah, boy. Like, how fucking cool is that, man? Like, we're we're legit. Like, book clubs are fancy. There's like, there's like those fancy sandwiches with the crusts cut off of them and stuff like that <laughs> in book clubs. Like, I never thought we would be this fancy. But like, <laughs> how, that's what that's what this is going to become. It becomes what it needs to become. Whatever we can do to help people, whatever we can do to help the community, that's what we're going to do. So for all of us here at GGR, um, have a wonderful Thanksgiving as best you can. Stay safe. Stay stay away if you can. You know, stay in your own house. Wear your masks. Um, be socially distant. But remember, he says it in the damn theme song for a reason. Together, there are no heights we can't reach. Have a good night, guys. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. I'm totally going to use that, too. I'm going to cut that and use that from now on. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Geeky News Bulletin. Do 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 do